for ways to improve your lives, find enjoyable work and make more money. A career in sales is ideal if you know the secrets to success. Join us with another special guest from sunny Bahamas Harold Anta share his five secrets that are necessary for success in any sales job. No matter what your sales pitch may be, let Harold guide you by the hand and demonstrate the marketing blueprint for your sales success. everybody thank you for coming to the yes you can podcast show it's been a pleasure to have you once again on a sunny sunshine in united kingdom and we do have a wonderful guest who will be with us today and he will be giving us some tips and ideas of how you can become successful and earn your money so Harold Ante with us today and he's our special guest all the way from Bahamas and I want to say thank you for you for joining us and as usual every Thursday we are live every Thursday at 4 p.m and 7 p.m every Thursday so we want to welcome you for visitors here so before we bring in our guests I just thought I'd give you an idea of some of the things that we would like you to be involved in uh so good to have people like yourself coming into our show and we do have upcoming events coming on. And here we have another guest coming on next week, Thursday, Francesca. And she's going to be talking about modern day burnout. Now, everybody's quite familiar with the burnout situation. The stress and the pandemic has caused a lot of people to go through a trial period of time mentally, emotionally, and physically. Well, guess what? Next week, Thursday, 4 p.m. sharp, our special guest Francesca will be coming in to show us how we can overcome and reduce modern day burnouts. So I encourage you to join us at that time as well. Also, if you'd like to be a guest on our show, you can email me at info at livingyourgoodlife.co.uk. So if you have a hobby or you have a story or you have a business that you'd like to talk about, we're more than happy to have you to come on our show worldwide and to share your experience, just like we have our guest from Bahamas today who will be sharing with us about sales. So do get in touch with me if you'd like to be a guest. It's info at livingyourgoodlife.co.uk. So for that reason, we're going to go straight in and welcome our wonderful guest who is joining us. So uh, welcome to the show, Harry. Thank you so much. Um, I had to get up bright and early, but I'm here. 
Oh, absolutely, absolutely. So what time is it actually in Bahamas now? It's actually <clears throat> 7.08 a.m. Oh, okay, okay. So I'm hoping you've had your breakfast sometime. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I had to do everything a little earlier this morning. All right, right, right. Well, I, I'm so pleased to have you all the way overseas. But hey, I'm getting my pen and paper ready because I know that you've got a tremendous background of knowledge about sales. And I'm sure people will be in this room who are probably in a business situation, feel frustrated and stuck, cannot make an income because of the so-called pandemic. But Howard uh, is here to able to give us some ideas on that. So Howard, for the sake of our listeners, uh, do you mind uh, introducing yourself, who you are, and, uh, and then we'll go into the real stuff. Okay, fantastic. Well, let me say that it is a real pleasure to be here uh, this morning and um, to, to talk to you and to your guests. Um, as you indicated, my name is Harold Antor. Uh, you know, with your accent, you pronounce it a little different than I do. <laughs> um, I am in the Bahamas right now, in Nassau, Bahamas, and I am a, an insurance executive. I've been in the insurance business now for, oh, uh, I guess over 30 years. Um, I'm president of an insurance brokerage. It's called TriStar Insurance Agents and Brokers Limited. Um, uh, in my capacity, obviously I run the company, but I also uh, hire and train a number of sales persons, which I've done over the years. Um, we we concentrate mainly on life and health, but we also do some property insurance. Um, we are also in the health care space uh, or the health insurance space uh, because we have a proprietary product that allows um, our members and clients to access doctors essentially for free, uh, which is a fantastic program. Um, I've been I've been uh, also in banking. Uh, I worked at a bank called Scotia Bank for about six years uh, before I got in the insurance business. So uh, that was a great experience. Uh, I've been actually doing sales and sales related things from I was, oh, I don't know, probably about 12 years old. Um, when I was very young, um, you know, I came from a single parent home. Um, my mother, who is from Haiti, actually, uh, both of my parents are from Haiti, uh, but my father, I do not know. Uh, I, I met my father um, uh, twice in my life for about an hour each time. All right, I haven't seen or heard from him since, and it's been uh, probably about 30 years, right? Uh, so I came from a single parent background and my mother wasn't um, well educated at all. She was a domestic. So um, as a result, I had to get involved and I'm the oldest son. So you know what that means. I became the de facto man of the house. Um, she has six children. Um, so uh, at a very early age, while going to school, I had to help support. And um, through that experience, I got involved in selling um, tourist trinkets. Um, we sold 
uh, I sold, um, uh, we used to call them lucky beads, beads right. around your neck, you yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, because what happened um, in the Bahamas, I lived in, in, in on an island called Grand Bahama at the time. Right now I'm in Nassau, it's like a different city. But at the time, I, I was born and raised in Grand Bahama. Um, there was a casino in, in Grand Bahama and a lot of the tourist action happened at the casino and around the area of the casino. So we would sell um, beads to the tourists as they're going into the, the casino. We call them lucky beads, obviously. Uh, buy it and you'll get good luck, right? Yeah. So yeah. We, we sold them for a dollar and this is when I was, I don't know, about 12, 13, 14. Um, we'd sell uh, straw dolls. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm, I haven't done it for years, but I used to make straw dolls. Okay. And the the straw baskets, mm -hmm. do the decorations, sell the little small purse, and even sell conch shells on the beach. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, that actually kind of started my sales experience. Uh, uh, I didn't know what I was doing at the time. All I was really doing was trying to um, support the family because um, I had younger siblings that, that we had to uh, provide for. So that started my sales experience. And then as I go, got older um, in 19, I, I worked at the bank for a few years. And then in 1990, I got into the insurance business. And that's where I've been ever since. Uh, a little bit more about me, that's kind of like my work background, but uh, I got married in 1990 as well, believe it or not. I met my wife in 87, got married in uh, 1990. Uh, at that time, shortly after I got married, I left my job at the bank and I decided to launch out in the deep. Mm. And by that, I mean, I left a, a salaried job Mind you, they say it's a salary job, but at the bank it was no money. I realized when, when I met my, when I decided that I was going to take on a wife, it became abundantly clear very quickly that my piddle of a salary would not have been able to take care of a wife. Mm -hmm. So, so I decided to launch out in the deep and get into a strictly commission-paying job. So I left the comfort of a um, guaranteed salary, which is usually the biggest issue for people, you know, uh, trying to take that leap and to bet on yourself. Mm -hmm. um, it was one of the scariest things that I ever did in my life because I was scared to death. I didn't know, this was my first time doing it. I didn't know. And I was so concerned about not letting my new wife down, you know, and putting us in a, a, a difficult financial situation because I made a bad decision. So I got in the insurance business and I worked my butt off. I, I just, I, I was just determined not to fail. And it turned out pretty good, you know? So I, I really cannot complain. The, the, the 
that was a turning point in my life. And I, I write about these things in my book. Um, I just wrote a book. It's called Make It Happen. Um, Discover the Secrets to Success in Sales. And it's on Amazon right now. Uh, if you go to Amazon through the Kindle um, um, resource, um, just put in Make It Happen, Harold Antor, and uh, you can find my book. But in that book, I talk about a little bit about that part of my story and how um, I was so determined to, I, actually I was being driven by fear more than anything else. Because I really did not know what the future held for me at that time when I decided to make that leap. But I knew what the past was. And I, in the book, I also talk a little bit about my story, which is not pretty before I met my wife. Because, you know, uh, growing up in a single parent home, my mother uh, was a domestic, as I mentioned. She washed dishes at the hotel. I had to work as a busboy at the hotel um, through my high school years. So I worked um, through high school from um, ninth grade onwards. Every day after school, I went to, I, I went to work. So I moved from um, selling dolls and beads from, you know, 12, 13. When I got into uh, ninth grade, things really got tough. And my mother, I guess, you know, she realized that, hey, you could work now. So I got a job and I started to work. Uh, but when I um, was getting married, I remembered that difficult life that I had living with my mother and my siblings and I didn't want that for my my new family, you know. So that's that is another reason why I was so scared when I got into insurance and left the comfort of a salary job. Um, I didn't want to go back. I was really running away from that experience. So I worked my butt off, and um, so yeah, it, it, it turned out uh, pretty well, um, I guess from any reasonable measure uh it's not it's not unreasonable to say that i've done um re relatively well in the insurance business and uh, i decided uh that i've come down this far that i would um, write the book to share some of my experience and help some other people so so that's what i've done so i'm married i have um i've been married now for 31 years believe it or not My wife is probably the most patient person in the world. Right. <laughs> uh, I've been married for 31 years. We just celebrated our 31st anniversary uh, in July, in June of this year, June 16th. And I have three, three wonderful kids. They're not kids anymore. Well, my last one is 21. He's coming to London, as I mentioned, in um, August to attend London Business School. Yeah, uh, to do a master's in finance. We're very proud of him. And my um, other child is my daughter. She works with me in the business. She's 23. And my oldest son is a is in finance. He's an equity advisor at a company called Raymond James, an investment firm in the United States. Right. So that's me. Right, Harold, what, you, what amazing story you're sharing there because it's important to start somewhere which is the beginning of your life and how you to become where you are. Tend to people think, well, 
you had a good qualification, you're very educated, you know about sales. People tend to have that mindset when you go into sales, they're coming from right. a good background. Everybody's been helping and support, but with your situation, you were kind of on your own, but you weren't on your own, but you made a commitment to push yourself to where you are. And here's a question I want to ask you here, because it's interesting what you shared there. Looking back now, would you say it would look that allowed you to be here? Luck? Luck. Do you class it as luck? No, no. Uh, <laughs> li- 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 listen, um, you know, um, I, I've done a number of things in, in my life, right? Um, and um, I was also, <laughs> this, you know, when, when you are in a bad way, you tend to try to find all kind of ways to get out of that bad way. You know what I mean? And there's always the temptation to get into illegal stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And this is how people find themselves in in, in drugs and um, illicit activity and that type because they find trying to find a way to get out of that bad way. Um, I was in a bad way. So one of the things I did, I got involved in Amway. I don't know if you've ever heard of Amway, right? Amway is a, um, today Amway is a huge multi-billion dollar corporation that sells, it's almost like Amazon, but it's not as much online as Amazon, right? Mm -hmm. But Amway distributed through um, distributors, uh, it's a network marketing kind of program. So, but, a part of that, it was also a huge sales organization. And um, they encourage you to read successful books and uh, listen to, to um, successful speakers. Attend, We attended uh, um, conferences throughout the United States. And we hear from people who have been successful themselves in the business. And um, one of the things they said about luck is that luck is an acronym, which means laboring under correct knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Laboring under correct knowledge. Now, um, using that definition of luck, I have a couple of points to make. One is that um, one of the key things, one of the real reasons I I wrote my book is because I, in my years in the insurance business, I've hired, and I'm still hiring. In fact, I have an interview today at 11 o'clock my time right. with a young lady who is um, looking for a job in sales. But one of the reasons is, I, you know, I've hired so many salespeople, and I've seen and I've spoken to, try to help so many people in in sales not only in the insurance business but other things and what i realized is how unknowledgeable people are about the specific things that you need to know and do in sales it doesn't matter what you're doing you know it doesn't what you're selling it is specific things that you need to know and do in order to be successful in a sales career right so um, I wanted to share that experience so that your 
your likelihood of success moves from the realm of luck to the realm of almost predetermined success because you are doing those things that create success. Mm -hmm. so, now, that, that, that's one point. The other point is that um, I, I think anyone who has been successful in any endeavor cannot completely rule out some element of quote unquote luck by the definition of luck in, 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 in their experience. Because, you know, there's a lot of people who are doing very, very well and something unforeseen happened that but for that thing would have been extreme and it's something that you had completely no control over right COVID happened right um sickness happened this and that but but otherwise things were going very well so in that space there is an element of luck but um outside of that i think we cannot rely on the prevalence of luck as a way to chart the course of our lives. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The legend gentleman got Herod online and he was sharing with us about his experience growing up as a single parent family and he was able to overcome the barriers. How are you and how do you make it to become successful in sales? Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we will be coming straight back to hear more of this amazing story that our Harold is sharing with us. So we'll take a quick break and we'll be back. Do you feel your work-life balance is teetering on the edge? Isn't it time to make changes before the problems overwhelm you? With such huge global changes and shifts in the past year, burnout, poor mental health, anxiety and chronic stress are at an all-time high. Join us on Thursday, 8th July at 12 p.m. with holistic health coach and author Francesca Bleckner, discussing how to implement the six pillars of health to adapt and thrive. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Yes You Can Podcast Show. I'm Trevor Yo Michael, your host for today, and we have a fantastic guest, Harold, showing us some deep information on his upbringing and how he becomes successful in sales. Well, Harold, I can surely say that was a very uh, deep emotional part to share regarding how you end up being in that environment and now where you are, you probably can look back and say, I've done it. And you continue to work to show that and prove to your family. So Howard, sales. We hear a lot about sales. People tend to, the two sides of the coin, people see sales and say, oh, I don't want to do it as commission only. I need to be paid up front and then a commission. Some people feel it too pushy, they don't like to do it, uh, and some people tend to say, well, it's not for me. What is sales? What's the content and terminology of sales? Because people tend to get put off by the word sales. From your experience for 30 years now, when somebody says sales, what is sales? Yeah, um, very, very good question. You know, what what uh, people probably don't like about sales is the specter of pushy people, <laughs> right? Yeah. That's really what, that really is what turns people 
off, right? Mm -hmm. But the fact of the matter is, every one of us love sales. Um, and that that is seen by, uh, we love sales so much that they've created a day for sales called Black Friday, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. Right? Amazon has called it Prime Day. It's a new term, mm -hmm. right? Because those are periods in, when you can get a sale, right? Mm -hmm. Things mm -hmm. are on sale, you get a great deal. But one of the reasons people like that is because there's no pushy, um, annoying salesperson, quote unquote, in your face. Mm -hmm. so, so if we take out the pushy and annoying part <coughs> of sales, you'd have to conclude that sales is a desirable thing. Mm -hmm. Right? You have to conclude that because everybody loves a sale. So the question is, how can you be successful in this space and not be an annoying, pushy salesperson? And, and, and that is the question, right? Right. And, and you know, in, in, in my book, I lay out um, five secrets that I've found to be the linchpins to being successful in any sales endeavor, right? And none of them, and in fact, I speak about not being that annoying, um, pushy salesperson. Because you don't need to be annoying and pushy because the fact of the matter is, um, if you are alive in this world, you need to buy something. Right? right? Yeah. Because all sales is, if you want a nice, clean definition, all sales is, is solving, helping somebody solve a problem mm -hmm. at a sweet price. Right. right? Yeah. So, so I don't need to get, <clears throat> uh, I don't need to get you upset with me or annoyed and become annoying and um, um, disjointed and ugly if I'm trying to help you solve a problem at a reasonable price, mm -hmm. right? So there are two parts of that statement. Number one, solve a problem. The other is reasonable price, mm -hmm. right? So the part where, if we, if we look at the solve a problem part, uh, uh, salespeople run into problems because they are trying to sell to people who don't have a problem. Mm -hmm. Right? You have yeah. you you have not I, you know, for example, right? I always use doctors. Do you ever see doctors going around trying to make a sale? Yeah. No. You know why not? Because and doctors are sales people. Yeah. Right? right? Dentists are sales people. Yeah. When, when their accountant looks at their business, the top line is revenue. Mm -hmm. You can call it whatever you want. The top line is revenue. That revenue could come in the form of fees. It could come in the form of 
charges, however you want to call it, if the top line is revenue, so doctors are making sales. But why is it that you don't see doctors going around with their briefcase trying to sell you their services? Why? Because the patient or the client um, seeks out the doctor for one reason, because they have a they have identified that they have a problem. Right. So this is something that's the reason why I asked because there's so much theory about sales. I mean, in UK, people are getting the misunderstanding of sales and you're breaking it down to show people what sales is. Sales is somebody's got a problem, you are able to come up with a solution. And then that person gonna buy into it because you come in with a solution, not because they're a person or their money. Right. So see, see the, 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 the only thing see if you have a problem, right? Especially and I go back to the doctor's um situation, right? I remember one time um I attended a function. <laughs> I attended a function and I got food poisoning, right? Um, the, from some kind of food that they had there. And the next morning, oh my God, I was in excruciating pain. Mm -hmm. At that time, the only, I had a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The only thing I wanted was the solution. Mm -hmm. So my wife packed me up and she took me straight to the emergency room. Right? When I got there, I did not care what the cost was. Right. Right? The issue was not the cost. Right. The issue was, can you solve this problem? Right. So now that is an extreme case, but, but the price function, the price function and the willingness to to pay that price often re, um, 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 depends or relies on the extent to which the the, the, the person or, or or patient wants the problem solved. Yes. So the first thing you have to do is identify: Do you have a problem, and how bad is this problem? And you know, this is why they say, you know, how bad do you want it? Yes. Right. Because. Um, based on how bad you want it, that helps to determine how much you're willing to pay for it. Right. So right. we really we really do not need to discuss price until we've determined essentially how bad do you want it. Right, right. right? So once, once you've identified, because in sales, you know, there are two approaches to problem um, um, recognition, identification, right? In, in this in the example I just gave you um, I actually recognized that I had a problem myself I was in excruciating pain right so I took myself to the doctor's office and this is why how doctors are in business and don't have to go out and make sales themselves because they are in the business of solving a problem that people essentially recognize almost by themselves however you would find that doctors sometimes are on the other side of the problem identification um, 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 
um, paradigm. Because one is problem recognition. We call it need recognition. The other one is need development. See, need development is often a, a space where I operate in, right? Because I am not a doctor, most people don't, um, um, I would not make a living if I sat in my office and waited, waited for people to walk in saying, listen, I need some insurance. Mm -hmm. I'm not in that need recognition. Every now and then it happens, right? But I am in the sp sales space where often I have to go and help people identify that they do have a problem. Yeah. So, so that space is called need development, right? So I may come to you and I might say, Trevor, um, you are in the broadcasting business. You are using um, this particular equipment or that particular, do you know that if you use this equipment or did that, that um, you could reach 10, 10 times more people or you can, your, your cost would go down by 50%. See, if I came to you with that proposition, I might help you develop a need recognition that you weren't aware was there because you see what I mean? Yes, definitely. Uh, but but if I left you as you are, you might never you might never get to the point where you recognize that you have a need and you come to me and say, Harold, you know, I want to buy some equipment to help me reach more people. Yes. You may never do that because you yes. might think you're fine. So the first part of sales, so that you don't become an annoying, pushy salesperson, is understand what side of the sales paradigm you are in. Are you in um, need recognition or are you in need development? Yeah. And you learn how to do either one of them, right? Right. If you are in need recognition, then you know your model is to 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 put out a note to people that hey, if, when you realize that when you recognize that you have this problem, I am here to help you solve it. Yeah. Right. right. Or you put uh, if you're on the other side, you go to um, a prospect, whatever it is that you're selling, and say hey, I could help you improve your processes um, if you uh, give me a chance to show you this, that, and that. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yes. You, and you don't have to be pushy about it because once you make your case, the prospect either recognizes that, yes, you, you could solve the problem that I've identified, or, yeah. hey, I might be interested in hearing more about how I can improve my situation with what it is that you're offering. That's well put because that's well informed there, Harold. Because uh, again, most people out there are approaching it and they're not making no money. They're not making no sales. And you have to sit back and say, well, how are you understanding sales and how are you approaching it? And this leads me down to the question to ask you, um, mindset. Going into sales, what type of mindset should the individual have? who want to go into sales and become successful like yourself because people think it's okay to talk to people and get your money or get your commission but i'm sure it's more than that so Harold, what kind of mindset is required to become a successful salesman or to make profit in your business okay all right well um again i have to refer your your um uh, listeners 
to my book, right? Yes. Because we're only here for a couple of minutes, right? Yes. And I've laid this all out in the book. And the book has these five secrets. The first secret really is, and you're touching on it right now, it's called motivation, right? So of the five secrets, there are, um, uh, there are two elements that speaks directly to mindset. And the first one is motivation. And the second one is called mental armor, right? The third secret is sales strategies. And that sales strategies is, some of that is what we were talking about just now, right? Right. And that really speaks to identifying your market. The problem with salespeople is they try to sell the people who ain't interested in buying the product, right? So you're selling to the wrong market. If your product exists, product or service, it doesn't matter what it is. If it exists, it existed, it came to be with a particular problem in mind to solve, right? right? So you need to look for those people who have that kind of problem so you could try to help them solve it, mm -hmm. right? If you do that, you would be operating in the world of friends and nice people who want to hear from you as opposed to annoying people who ain't interested. Yeah. Right? So, mental, sorry, um, um, motivation, mental armor, sales strategies. The, the fourth one is sales skills. Sales skills has to do with knowing what to do and what to say <coughs> as you go through the sales process and knowing what to look for. And the fifth one has to do with product knowledge. And believe it or not, I intentionally made product knowledge the last item because everything above that applies to a career of sales regardless of what um, you are selling. Now, to your specific question, which is mindset. Yeah. The first, the, the first part of mindset is motivation, which means that, you know, I have I have hired and um, also worked with um, people who were in sales in the insurance business uh, because that's my that's what I you know it could have been any business and mind you I sold cars as well right yes. as I was going through school I, I was a car salesman uh, that's how uh, I made my money to put myself in college um, but. I've worked with people and I've hired people who had all kinds of talent, more talented than me, right? Mm -hmm. They had talent, they had contacts, they had good pedigree, they, they had almost everything that they seem, you know, just perfect line, perfectly lined up, good, good education stuff. What they did not have is motivation, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. They, 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 they weren't uncomfortable with their status and state in life right now <clears throat> i'm not saying to be discontent that's not the point but you need to have a healthy discontent yeah right you motivation means that you want to have more out of life yeah well for me that was easy because i had zero yeah right and if you live, you know, our country is minutes away from the United States. So we get all kind of U.S. Um, um, influences 
uh, um, television, radio uh, programming. So we we are bombarded by what life can be if you are successful. You know, um, nice home, nice cars, nice clothes, nice travel, all of this, blah 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 blah. And I had none of that. And just like everybody else, I wanted that too. Yes. Right. And um, I was willing, and I did not want. I I I, I did not want to fail, particularly when I got married. Right. So you need to have a strong motivation. Find yourself a goal, yes. dreams. What is it that you want to be? When I was, um, <clears throat> I remember specifically in 1997. <clears throat> excuse me. I I remember when where I was when this. No, sorry, that was in 1987, because 1997 is when I would is when I targeted to achieve these goals, right? So in 1987, I remember specifically where I was at the time, and I was sitting, uh, I was living in a house that I don't want to tell you the story about the house. It is that bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was it was that bad. It was horrible. Mm -hmm. But um, at that time, I was um, I was more than 66, so I'm 55 now, and. I don't know who all is listening. I'm telling the whole world my, my business. But in 87, I was 21 years old. And I was in a very, we, our family, my mother and, you know, we were in a very bad place, right? So I sat down um, in that um, house and I wrote out my dreams, right? And really at that time, it was a, if you read it, it would it looked like a pipe dream, mm -hmm. right? I, and I remember specifically writing down, uh, I want to have, because I'm 21, right? I, I want to have these nice cars. I want to <clears throat> live in a split level house. I did not know what a split level house was, but it sounded good because I heard other people talking about it right? A split level house. I wrote down <clears throat> the travel that I want to do. And I wrote down all kinds of things on this piece of paper. Right. right. And um, I fold the paper up and I put it in a little plastic sleeve and I put it in my wallet. Right. And that was supposed to be my goal from 1999, sorry, from 1987 to 1997. <coughs> right. Long story short, um, in 2003, I think it was, I um, pulled up to my house where I live now and uh, something happened and the, the same document that I had in my wallet, I wrote in 1987, I carried that in my wallet every year. Wow. And it was in yeah. my wallet in, in 2003, <clears throat> three or four, when I pulled up to, I didn't, I had even forgotten about it. It was just one of the things that's in my wallet, like everything else, right? Yeah. I pulled up to my house and <clears throat> my wallet dropped out on wow. the ground. And this piece of paper dropped out as well. Wow. And I, I looked at it 
and I was like, wow, because I had forgotten it. It's just been a part of my wallet for all these years. Yeah. I looked at it and I stopped right there, right in front of my house with my wallet, my stuff, all of my credit cards, everything all over the floor. And I went to that piece of paper and I opened it up. And one of the things it said was split level house. Uh, uh, Trevor, right? Yeah. Trevor, I I tell you no lie. I got chills down my, you know, when you get chills? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I read that, I got chills down my spine. Yeah. Because I couldn't, I, I mean, I was actually living in a split level house. Right, right. Now, 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 let me tell you the strange part of that story. This is the truth, God's truth. Yes. When I went to build my house, I built, and, and my wife and I, we talked about it, right? Because people were talking about, <laughs> people were talking about uh, building these houses with multiple levels. And when you get old, you can't walk to the, you know, yes. you're so old, you can't walk up to the, the steps and so forth. And I said, you know what the hell, we don't want that. Right? Yes. So we want a single level house. Yeah. So I paid the money to my architect to build a single level house, but he did that before he went and actually checked out the land. Because when we when we checked out the land, it was just trees. Yeah. It had not been cleared down. So we built and I paid for a, a, a single level house plan. Then we got to the point of the plan where we had to clear the land. And I got a call from my architect and he said, Harold, I got something to tell you because the house was already planned out. Yes. He said, um, I have something to tell you. Uh, we cleared the land and mm, we got a slight problem. You have a 12 foot drop. Ooh. I said, what does that mean? He said, we we have to adjust the house. We can't build it. We can't do it the way we planned because that 12 foot drop is going to require a second level. I said, you gotta be kidding me. I already paid for this. Because I was not thinking about the document I had in my wallet. Yes. Right. right. So, um, anyway, long story short, because I know we, the time is ticking. The fact of the matter is that we had to adjust. We had the house spread out. Yes. So we have to take certain um, parts of the house, the garage and the washroom and whatever else, we have to move them from being spread out to putting them underneath. Okay. Right? Wow, wow. So I end up with a split level house. <laughs> That's the reason why you had to shiver down your span. Because because of the results, I I I could not believe it was as if 1987 drove the event. My this my my unsuspecting um, crazy dream in 1987, not knowing what it, I learned what a split level house was. Yes, because today I drive in downstairs and I can walk into my house from upstairs. Wow, right. And this is a, this is one of the reasons why 
your success and your story is going to benefit some of the listeners who are listening to the show who are probably had a dream 15 20 years ago and not seen no 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 fruit no harvest but with you Harold it's almost like you're focused and motivated and you're visualizing your future and you're now living it so ladies and gentlemen we are here with Harold and we're going to have another quick commercial break and uh, we're going to go back into talking more about if you have a business and with the pandemic, Harold might have some ideas and tips for you to help you how you can start earning a revenue in the pandemic. So I won't go too far away. Stay with us. And uh, we'll be going straight in uh, up again with our guest to talk about sales. Do you feel your work-life balance is teetering on the edge? Isn't it time to make changes before the problems overwhelm you? With such huge global changes and shifts in the past year, burnout, poor mental health, anxiety and chronic stress are at an all-time high. Join us on Thursday 8th July at 12pm with holistic health coach and author Francesca Blechner, discussing how to implement the six pillars of health to adapt and thrive. through? Do you roll with the punches? Or does anxiety keep you from enjoying life? To a great extent, our personality determines how we deal with stress in our lives. In this hectic time we are living in, people lead an increasingly stressful life. Experts state that a little stress can be good, it keeps you sharp and ready to move forward, and is sometimes vital for achieving optimum performance. However, medical research has determined that prolonged stress is very bad for the body, and can block the body's natural ability to repair, regenerate and protect itself. Over 90% of disease is caused by stress. Stress is both a physical and psychological response. It can lead to chronic disease, obesity, insomnia, deteriorating relationships, depression, and more. We must remember that we will always come across inevitable factors that cause pressure and anxiety on us. What we do not know is that it is not really the problems that are difficult to deal with, but our attitude towards them. Are you are struggling to identify those signs of stress or experiencing some emotional blockages? Simply email Trevor a stress relief and emotional intelligence coach at info at livingyourgoodlife.co.uk. Get your free 30 minutes personal transformation breakthrough session. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Welcome back. We are with our wonderful guest, Harold. And what a story. You can't get no better news than this because this is all about life, walk the talk experience, which Harold has been through. Now, Harold, it's been such an amazing story to hear. and. Your background speaks for itself and the record track is proven and you've proven yourself and you've been successful for so many insurance and sales companies and built your own business in approximately in 30 years. Now, Harold, before the time we wrap up, just want to say that there may be people out there who are listening who are struggling at the moment with their business due to the pandemic, not making no money or their companies having to fold. And a lot of that is happening right now in the UK. 
So people are umming and ahhing whether to go back into sales or try another kind of occupation that they may feel a bit more easier and not less stress. So pandemic, business, what advice would you give for anybody who's struggling at this time now? What advice, tips would you give to help them to earn a revenue and keep their business floating in the pandemic? Okay, all right, very good. Um, <clears throat> I want to say one quick thing before I move on to that point. Um, with respect to um, the, 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 the mental predisposition, right? Uh, one was motivation, the other one is mental armor. And with mental armor, there's just a couple of, I have a number of points, it's all in the book, but um, one is you got to have a winning attitude, okay? And the winning attitude really speaks to the expectation of being successful. And you have to maintain that as you go through your um, sales life experience. And the other um, point is mental toughness. Um, um, you, you, you have to accept that there is going to be rejection. There are ways to mitigate and minimize rejection, but you have to accept that. Right? Um, the other point is you really have to believe in the sales process, right? Um, uh, and that helps to, to strengthen mental toughness because once you believe in the sales process, you know that it works and you know that you have to go through the process to get sales. And, and knowing that as a, before you start the program, then you, you live through your expectations, right? Now, let me give some specific points. Uh, the interesting thing is in 2020, which was a difficult year for us in the Bahamas as well, well we're still dealing with some COVID issues and we did have a couple of lockdown months, right? We locked down from um, March to about June. We tried to open back up in July, it didn't work. So we went back and we locked down again from August, I think the whole month of August and maybe some in September. So. A lot of the month, a lot of the year was short. However, believe it or not, last year was the best year we ever had. <laughs> right. It, it was the most profitable year for our company, right? Um, interestingly, uh, revenues went down um, some, but um, expenses went down as well, so profits went up, right? Now, um, let me give a couple of suggestions. Uh, the first one is identify better identify the, the, the client that you are seeking to serve in your company. Um, as long as human beings exist, there are problems to solve. Mm -hmm. Do not lose focus on that. Your product or service, whatever it is that you are doing, is intended to solve a problem. So the only issue, the only question is, what uh, what clients are out there that um, need your product or service and seek to identify them and serve them better? Because remember now, um, the issue on price really is a function of the degree of the pain, mm -hmm. right? And, and um, so, so, if you could identify, uh, and, and mind you, the degree of the pain can sometimes be identified or, or determined through various ways. One of those ways could be that your product or service is closer to 
so people have to travel less to get to you, right? Um, it could be that yours provide is bigger, is it's it's sharper, it's more. Identify critically what your competitive advantages are. And they're not all within the product itself. It could be actually within other elements of the service aspect. But focus in on the client who needs your product or service, because they are out there, and um, um, work through ways that you can deliver a solution to the problem better for them. That would help you instead of trying to do this scatterbullet approach, try, trying to be all things to all men, just try to hone in on those clients who your product or service can better serve, right? So that's one way. The other thing is obviously looking at where there might be some fat, right? For example, you know, during the uh, pandemic, we did have to lay off some people and the business continued and survived, right? Um, and mind you, we've hired some people back, but the point that I'm making is, it's not only people, but it's other areas that might be, uh, once you look at it now, you will say, you know, I might be able to survive without this or as much as this. And it helps you to fine tune. And the third point I would say is digitize everything. Digi whatever you can digitize, digitize. Um, do a review of your processes. Um, digitize everything. If you can digitize your marketing, if you can digitize your processes, digitize everything. Um, there are more things I could say, but I know time is of the essence. So uh, I'll leave you with those three points. Okay, thank yeah. you very much indeed. I appreciate it because it's in people out there now are looking for information. They're looking for information and solutions to grow their business, build the revenue, and also um, keep their business afloat in the pandemic. So based on your knowledge and experience, I'm sure our listeners will be able to get more information and more insight from you. And I know you've written a book, uh, so can you briefly tell us a little, a little bit about your book and also your contact details if everybody wants to get into it. Fantastic. My book is called Make It Happen. Discover the Secrets to Success in Sales. And the book is now on Amazon. Uh, if you go to Amazon, particularly Amazon Kindle, and you put in um, the name of the book, Make It Happen, and put in my name, the book will pop up, right? Right. Um, there's what I think, a, a, a nice picture of me on the cover. Right. <laughs> uh, so you'll know it's me. Um, and in that book, the, the purpose of the book really is to act as a guide for people who want to be successful in sales. If I want to be successful, if I'm in sales now, or I'm thinking about getting in sales, what what is the yellow brick road? This is what we call it, right? Yeah. The, you know, in 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 um in the Wizard of Oz, right? Yes, that's right. Yes. Um. Um. What's her name? Um. Oh, I know who you're taking. She threw the other shoes on and she followed the road. We, we say, we say, follow the yellow brick road and you will get to see the Wizard of Oz. Right. So in my book, I lay out the yellow brick road through those five secrets. Yes. How to build your motivation, how to build mental armor, how to um, implement sales, successful sales strategies, 
what are the sales skills that you need and specifically how to do it, how to close, how to do prospecting, how to do this, how to do that. Finally, what is it about your product um, that you need to know, how to think about your product. And those five secrets, if you go through them, I, you will follow the yellow brick road and I feel, feel pretty confident that you'll get to, to see the Wizard of Oz, which is a better life and more money. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you can reach me. I'm, I'm on LinkedIn. Right. Right. Um, I get I get contacts from people on LinkedIn from all over the world. So um, I'm on LinkedIn. If you if you um, send me a a um, a connection link, um, yes. I think I, I connect with everybody who sent me a connection. <laughs> Yeah. But I don't have uh, a problem there, and you can always message me there. And then the other thing is my email address is hantor28 at gmail. Okay. Now, just to quickly ask about your book, it applied to anybody new into sales or uh, as well as established businesses? Absolutely both. New, if you, if you have never been in the sales before and you're interested in getting sales, read my book. If you are in sales now and you really want to up your game, read my book. Right. Absolutely. Well, Herod, what can I say? It's been absolutely amazing to hear your story, which is truly, truly inspiring. And I'm sure our listeners have got some benefit out of that. And they can look at their position, where they are with their business, and hope and see that they will able to get in touch. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is an opportunity for you not to miss. You may be in a situation where you're not too sure about where you need to go and what you need to do contact Harold and get in touch and he'll be more than happy to take you by the hand and show you step by step in his book or if you need to get in touch with him by LinkedIn or by email. So Harold, what can I say? Thank you so much indeed and uh, we thank you for bringing the sunshine over here. <laughs> what, one last thing real quickly, let me say. Um, I have the, the reason why, the way I got to, to write the book is because before then I was doing sales training. Right? So I do offer sales training opportunities and particularly in this world of um, virtual meetings, Zoom and, and um, 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 Zoom and uh, Google Meet and Teams and so forth. Yes. Um, I would be available to do sales training for uh, Teams anywhere in the world. Right, right. Fantastic. Uh, so so once, you, once you contact me, we could set up an arrangement. Right. And that goes back to you saying by digital, everything digital now, digital Digitize world. Digitize everything. This is how it's going now. Absolutely, absolutely. So ladies and gentlemen, here you have, you've heard it, and Harold has delivered a service availability to you to join. And if you're looking to go into sales, you want to increase your revenue, do get in touch with Harold. And ladies and gentlemen, what can I say? Thank you so much to Harold for your insight and information. Most appreciated. And we'll be back again next week with our special guest, Francesca, 12 o'clock and 7 o'clock, sorry. And she will be able to give us about the modern day burnout. So once again, thank you for listening and catch you again. Mm -hmm.